Hold on, hold on, hold on. Care to come on the podcast to discuss? Welcome back to the Care to Discuss podcast. I'm Logan Reardon alongside Peter Dewey, and uh, we're back. Three months, two months, three months. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a while. We've been busy. Uh, jobs, work, schoolwork, everything, but uh, heading to Albany, and uh, we had to bring this back, so we're going to get back on our grind. It's time to do that action. We can't wait. We can't <laughs> wait. Um, just kind of a rundown of how this this week's going to go for the uh, tournament. So games start on Thursday, which is probably when you're listening to this. Uh, currently it's Wednesday, but uh, we're going to have a podcast Thursday. This will drop on Thursday, and then the plan is pretty much one a day from there. So we're going to record after the Quinnipiac men's and women's games every day. Uh, at this rate, they're the one in the three seed, so expect them to go deep into the weekend. And then the championships on our own Monday, so we'll be done by then. And then uh, hopefully we'll get some more regular episodes out after that, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. So, All right. So also going forward, I forgot to mention uh, Brian Murphy, who uh, was on as a guest, what was it late November, maybe yeah. mid-November? He's going to be joining us in Albany. Uh, he can't be with us tonight, but he will be with us for the remainder of the weekend. Me and Brian are heading up Thursday, Pete's heading up Friday, and we will be there to bring you all the coverage. So, kick things off, we're going to start with the women's team. Had another, uh, just just a little, another run in the middle year, 18-0 in the conference, 23-6 overall, 18-game winning streak heading into the tournament, one seed, they had two games decided by less than 10 points in the MAC this year. Do you see any way that this this changes in Albany as they go for their third straight conference title? No, I mean like the the, the the obvious answer is no. But I mean the one thing is, Ryder did play them very good towards the end of the year. They were up twenty seven to eleven at the end of the first quarter, and then from there they kind of shut them down defensively, and they went on a seventeen zero run basically to close the game. So, I think that. Ryder more than Maris. The past couple of years, it's been Maris. They obviously have Rebecca Hand, who's one of the best players in the conference. But it's been Ryder this year, actually, that's been the better team. I think both those teams, they're only going to have to play one of them because they're on the opposite side of the bracket, two of the two and the three seed. Yep. But um, I think maybe one of those teams gives them a game in the final. But I really just I don't see them losing. Like yeah. it's just it's hard to to say that they're going to lose one of these games. Yeah, I think it would be different if. One of them was, if they had to play one of them in the semis and then one of them in the final, and they mm-hmm. had to face both of them. But to only have to beat one of them after Ryder and Maris presumably beat up on each other in the semifinal on Sunday, it's going to be tough to beat this team. They're going to get the winner of the 8-9 game, which is Niagara versus Fairfield in the quarterfinal. After they get their bye, they're going to play on Friday afternoon. And uh, Niagara and Fairfield, not really too... Too much of a fight. Their first game against Fairfield, they won 81-36 at home. Uh, then they beat Niagara 96-55, solid 40-point win. Then you got uh, Niagara uh, came here, and they won by 20, so Quinnipiac another 20-point win. And then when they Quinnipiac went to Fairfield, they won 48-40, to so that was kind of a strange game. I don't know what, 
what you could chalk that up yeah, to. They just struggled offensively that game. So I think, I mean, we, I, I think the bigger, the, the I want to go back to the point you said how Marist and Ryder are going to beat up on each other. Presumably in the semifinal, Quinnipiac's going to play, they're going to play the winner of Canisius or Monmouth. They're going to get to the semifinal. Mm-hmm. This year against those two teams, they beat Monmouth by 29. They beat Canisius by 13. They beat Monmouth by 29 at home, Canisius by 13 on the road. Then they beat Monmouth by 12 on the road and Canisius by 17 at home. So a bunch of games that they won yeah. pretty easily. So you'd assume going into that semifinal, it's not going to be that tough of a game for them. And so you're going to come in, and obviously the, the thing about this tournament, we'll get to it on the men's side, you play for the women, they're going to play Friday, Sat, Sunday, and Monday if they make all three games. That Sunday game, if you play a tough game, there's going to be some fatigue. As much as coaches will tell you there's no fatigue, yep. there's going to be some fatigue rolling into Monday. Ryder and Maris are definitely going to – they're going to beat up on each other. It's not going to be a game that either one of them is just going to easily win, I don't think, based on how they've played this year in relation to Quinnipiac. But Quinnipiac should easily handle Monmouth or Canisius in the semis, which means you get your starters a little bit more rest. Hopefully, if you're in a game, you're up. And you go into Monday, you know, feeling pretty good about what you're looking at. So I think that's a big, a big thing too that we're missing out on. They're not. There's no like. I mean, we could say Fairfield might be a test in the first round, but they beat them by thirty the other yeah. time and played them. So I think it was more of just more than that, you had 45. one game. Yeah, you had one game. You had a bad game, and you still pulled out a win on the road. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I think the only thing that might could possibly trip them up would be the uh, the Sunday semifinal. I know they beat those teams handily. They weren't like the 40-point, 30-point wins that we saw, but they were 20-point, 15-20-point wins, easy wins. The game on Sunday is going to be at 11 a.m. It's kind of kind of just an awkward time. That that might be something. We're, kind of, we're really nitpicking here. But an 11 a.m. start time, uh, I mean, we've played AAU. We've played stuff like that. It's, it's tough to get up in the morning and play at an AAU level, never mind at a Division One high level like this. Uh, so that that would be my only concern for them on Sunday, and then, granted they get through that game, I think the championship, I think that Ryder and Marist are just going to be too beaten up by that point. Yeah, I well I was just looking. Ryder and Marist played they, each other twice in a two week span. That's how they, they their schedule worked out. And Marist lost both matchups. They lost by ten at Ryder at at home, and they lost by six at Ryder. Yeah. So I think Ryder is clearly the better team, but like yeah. neither one of those games was a blowout. So they're it's gonna be a dogfight in yeah. terms of who gets to that final. And I think that benefits the the Quinnipiac women. They they're just, they're so good, man. They got yeah. five seniors. Like they they know they've been there so many times. Yeah. Like there's there's a, a sense of confidence that you have to have in them in the, in this game. Like I I think there's unless like something crazy happens I think they're gonna roll yeah I mean you look at these seniors between Jen Fay, Aaron McClure Paula Stratmanet Adele Thornton and Brittany Martin am I missing someone who'd you say wait who are you missing Jen Fay. Jen Fay, Aaron McClure Paula Stratmanet Brittany Martin Adele Thornton that's it right the five yeah yeah because Carly Carly graduated um so those five have won this is all they know they have never lost a Mac tournament ever this is it like mm-hmm. the, I don't think that they're gonna that they're gonna fold in any type of way I think Ryder would definitely be the toughest matchup for them especially the way that the last game went down at Ryder Ryder's definitely gonna have a chip on their shoulder after prison like they well, had they, they had the win they blew, they blew yeah. the game they had the win they had the giant slate and 
they just couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't pull the trigger. Couldn't play four quarters. But that's, yeah. that's the other thing. I think quarterback is so deep. Like, yeah. you look at this team and, like, they have, like, nine players between juniors and seniors that have been there and played significant, important minutes. And then Mackenzie Dewey's the freshman, has yeah, provided a lot of good minutes off the bench for them. So, like, you, you look at their, their roster and it's like they can beat you in so many ways and it doesn't have to be the same person beating you every day. Like, Aaron McClurgo's first team and, like, she doesn't have to be the one who beats you every day. It could be Jen Faye. It could be Paula. And, like, Brittany Martin had 20 points and 18 points in their last two games of the season. Yeah. So, like, it's it's so many players that you have to defend and so many ways that they can beat you. It's – for Ryder's going to have to play the perfect game, and it's going to have to be 40 minutes where they are the better team, and I just don't think that's going to happen. So you think it's going to be Ryder, Quinnbiak in the final? I, I do. I think I think Ryder is beat – the one thing is we always say it's hard to beat a team three times. Yeah. But I think Ryder is is proven there. Like Quinnipiac's actually handled Marist very much better than they have in previous years this season. I think mm-hmm. so. I, I really think Ryder is actually the superior team in in this in this two thousand nineteen MAC tournament. But yeah, yeah, I, I think it's gonna be Ryder Quinnipiac again too. And again, the only thing that could trip them up is just that chip on their shoulder after that tough loss. But I think I I probably give Quinnipiac. 80% chance of winning this tournament? I think that's a fair I, number. I, I I just, like, I can't I can't envision a situation in which they, they like, lose prior to the championship game. Yeah, I think for if sure. They, I think if they get to the championship game, the fact that they've won the last two, and, like, I, I, um, I just think there's no way that this group is going to go out on a note. Like, they, it would be terrible to see this group go out on a loss in the MAC yeah. championship. Like, I think that is the other driving force is, like, like you said, like they don't know anything but yeah. winning this tournament. Like they're gonna win this tournament yeah. again. I was slightly mistaken. They did lose their freshman freshman year, year but um, yeah. I mean, they. This is it. Like, this is kind of their last ride, and this is probably, and this is definitely like the most storied senior class in Quinnipiac basketball history. It's uh, it's not really close. They've, they're looking to go to their third straight NCAA tournament. They've won three tournament games. Yeah, is, I mean, Tr- Trish said it was yeah. it was like by far like there's no question, and so. I think I'll take her word for it when yeah. she says that. Yeah, for sure. Um, who do you think is going to win most outstanding player if they – or whoever pulls through? I think Last I, year was Jen Faye. I think it might be Jen Faye again, to be yeah. honest with you. Like, Jen Faye's their leading scorer right now. I know Aaron went first team, and Aaron does everything. But, like, I feel like Jen Faye just – She's like, clutch. Big games, yeah, yeah, she just hits big shots. Like, yeah. <laughs> she hit a ton of big shots yeah. in the championship game last year. I can see it happening again. That's that's definitely a good pick. Um, all right, so we'll wrap up the women's talk. We're giving them at least an eighty percent chance to win. Um, slip up could be against Ryder or on the Sunday morning game, which is awkward, but they really shouldn't have too much trouble. Yeah, they shouldn't have trouble against those two teams. All right, so moving on to the men's side, uh, it's been a lot different year for them than anyone that's Quinnipiac men's basketball fan has been accustomed to. Over the last several years, they're 16 and 13 on the year. First time above 500 in, I think it was three years, four years. Mm-hmm. And 11 and 7 in the conference. They were going into game on Sunday against Manhattan. And had they won that, they would have had a share of the MAC championship. They would have lost the tiebreaker. season, yeah. But they would have had a share of the regular season title. Uh, they lose that game in a not great performance at all. Very bad performance uh, to a lowly Manhattan team. And uh, they settle for the three seed. And the three seed brings 
tougher schedule, a lot tougher schedule. Yeah, it does, but at the same time, uh, you look at it, and the 8-9 matchup of Marist St. Peter's and the 7-10 matchup of Manhattan-Fairfield, they struggled against Marist and Manhattan because they played them zoned and they trapped a lot, mm-hmm. and it was tougher for them to get open shots for Cam. And honestly, both those games, it was tough for Jacob Ragoni really to get shots too. He, yeah. he didn't score against Manhattan in the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. I think... They might have lucked out a little bit in terms of Monmouth or Niagara. I think personnel-wise, like other than the fact that Niagara has Marvin Brochet, who's arguably one of the team, second team, is one of the best players in the conference. Like I think Quinnipiac can handle these two teams. They did in the regular season. They, they only they lost Niagara, but it was only by three. Mm-hmm. I, I just think at the same time, you've been saying all year, like the MAC is just in the men's side is like it's a complete toss-up. On yeah. any given night, who's going to win a game? When you have no idea. Like, it's so hard. Like, we're going to go through this whole bracket. It's so hard to predict who's going to win which yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, the thing, the only thing with the scheduling for Quinnipiac, the two seed will play Friday night and then not until Sunday and Monday, just like the mm-hmm. women's team is doing. The two, I mean, the, uh, the three seed, the four seed, and the five seed would play Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Three days straight. No days off in between. No days to game play and nothing like that. So... Quinnipiac's going to wait until Saturday to play. Saturday night at 7. And Monmouth and Niagara are going to play on Thursday. So they'll both have a day off in between. And they'll have kind of their, their legs, their vibe going up in Albany. So it, it's the first round I don't think is even a given for them, the quarterfinal round. I, I think the big thing is we saw it last year with Quinnipiac. They, when they came in, as they were the seventh seed. Yep. And they, they were playing with house money. Yeah. They walked in there, and they they won on Thursday, and it was like, okay, hey, we can do this thing. They had a day off. And No, they played on Friday because they played the two seed. Oh, yeah, they did, they did. And they played the two seed, but they came in. They were like, hey, we're ready. We've been here. We got our tournament legs under us. And they kind of punked a Canisius team that wasn't ready to play. Mm-hmm. That came off the MAC Awards on Friday morning. Yeah. Canisius kind of was like, you know, yeah. we were literally sitting right behind them, and they were they were feeling themselves at the MAC Awards because Jermaine Crumpton had won player of the year. And Molson was rookie of the year. Yeah, they're yeah. The, Molson was the rookie of the year, and like they were kind of like you were you were thinking like maybe this is the type of game, and this is why I, this tournament structure is so tough because you have the lower seeds. They're playing with house money. They're going out there and they're like, hey, why can't we win? Yeah. And we saw it last year between Fairfield, Quinnipiac, and St. Peter's all made the semifinals, and I guarantee you, going into that tournament, nobody expected all three of those teams to be in the semifinal, and they all low seeds made it to the semifinals because they came in just playing with, like, we have nothing to lose. Right. And I think Monmouth and Niagara, especially Niagara, being the 11th seed, which is shocking Low considering seed, the yeah. talent that they have on that team. Yeah. Like, they're going to come in. They're going to say, hey, we're playing with house money. And Quinnipiac's going to have to – they're in a different situation now. you got to – you you earned the three seed, but at the same time, you got to come ready to play on Saturday. And I don't – I have no doubt that, that Baker Dunleavy will have them ready to play. But it's just at the same time, it's, it's, a, it's a weird switch from what they were last year. Yeah. Instead of being the hunters, they're being hunted Exactly. Now. So they're, they're the ones with the chip on their shoulder. I mean, the, the shot – I mean, they're getting shot at. Like, it was a – ended up being a four-way tie for second place. So Quinnipiac necessarily wasn't the third-best team in the conference this year. They, they could have been the fifth-best team. Uh I probably would have had him fourth out of those, out of the whole thing. I probably would have put Ryder and Canisius both out of them and had him at four. But it's also close. I mean, you look at the 
the bottom three teams were all tied too. So Niagara wasn't necessarily the 11 seed either. It's the same thing. So St. Peter's had six wins, Fairfield had six wins, and Niagara had six wins. And then Marist and Manhattan had seven and eight wins. So all those teams at the bottom are super evenly matched too. It's mm-hmm. just the, the six teams at the top are separated by two games and the five teams at the bottom are separated by two games. Mm-hmm. Any, literally it's, it's anyone literally, can win. Yes, anybody can win it. It's, I think... I think right now, I think Iona will roll, will make it past St. Peter's Marist in that quarterfinal game, and I think Canisius will beat Manhattan or Fairfield. I think Quinnipiac is going to have their work cut out for them against whoever wins that game because Monmouth is a tough team. Monmouth was leading this conference for the majority of the season. Yeah. And, and Quinnipiac's beaten them twice this year. Yeah, again. So, and yeah. like we said, it's hard to beat a team three times. So... But then Quinnipiac has it on their side if they get Canisius again in the second Yep, because they lost to Canisius, they lost twice. Canisius yeah. twice. So it's, it is crazy. Um, I, I don't really know. I don't know if they're – I think the team that has the most, um, the most upside in terms of, like, where you look at – I think Ryder has honestly got a legit shot to make a run at it. I don't think that they're better than Iona. But because they already know who they're playing on Saturday, mm-hmm. and I think Siena is a – one man driven team yeah. where they go as far as Jalen Pickett goes. For sure. Like Ryder can find themselves very quickly in, in a semifinal where, you know, it's you beat Iona and all of a sudden people are talking, well, they were favored to win the conference already. Like maybe they're actually as good as advertised yeah. at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I could see that. They're kind of a team that just hasn't really been able to put it together this year. They were, I'm, I'm not going to compare them to the Celtics, but like, <laughs> but like, they were the top team. They were the prohibitive favor going in. They they won the regular season last year. They got bounced early in the playoffs, and then they came in as the favorites. They they lost one guy. They didn't really, they didn't really lose too much, and they still had a lot of great guys on that team. And they just never really put it together. And I don't know what it was with them. Uh, Aaron Robinson told me that they had too many top dogs on that team. That's what he said. I don't know. I don't know how true that is. If they all have <laughs> clashing personalities or what it is, but. But that's what he pinpointed their struggles to. And if they can put it together, though, I mean, that's that's one of the most talented teams in the field. Oh, yeah. But they might have the most outside. Iona has a lot of talent. They have two first-team guys in EJ Crawford and Ricky McGill. And then, obviously, uh, AG on, on the second team. So, like, they have a lot of talent. But Ryder, you're right. They might be the most – they might all around, like, they had the sixth man of the year last year, too. Like, they can really play. That'll be an intriguing semifinal matchup if it gets there. But focusing on Quinnipiac, we talked, we've, you've talked about it in your column all year, running the point, how they need to find a third option. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to be the guy who steps up in this tournament? In this tournament, I, it's tough. I mean, Cam is going to get the majority of the, of the attention by the defense every single game. Rich has proven that he is the guy in the clutch for them. So those two, obviously, I've talked about. Those are the two top guys. Third, in this tournament, I think it's Tyrese Williams. I really think it is Tyrese Williams. He he didn't have his best game on Sunday against Manhattan, but he affects the game in a lot more ways than just his scoring. He's a great rebounding guard. He's been passing the ball well ever since he's filled in for Rich at the beginning of the season. He plays good defense. He's big. He's strong. He's tough. He seems, like, hard-headed. He doesn't, he doesn't phase by the moment. I think mm-hmm. that... Tyrese Williams over any other guy on this team is probably the most important player outside of Cam and Rich. 
I'd agree with that in terms of I think he's the your best option for scoring. I think that the guy who could be the X factor for Quinnipiac, it could be Kevin Marfo. Mm-hmm. It really, really could be because if he can give them some kind of, we know what duel he's going to bring on on, every both, yep. on both sides of the floor every single game. It's the same thing. He's going to get you five, six points. He's going to get you eight to ten rebounds. And he's going to play his ass off for the, every second he's in the game. Yep. But Kevin Marfo, he's had games where he's looked. Since the the knee injury, he's had games where he's looked like he can dominate at times in this league. He had a game, uh, that game against Maris, he had eight eight points, ten rebounds in like fifteen minutes, yeah. and he was like, okay, whoa, Kevin Marvel might be like the guy down the stretch that they can really start yeah. to lean on in the post. And then he's had other games where he hasn't really scored much. Yeah. If they can find a way to establish him, especially if he comes in early in games and he can just get them a couple easy baskets, it's going to open things up outside because they have they shoot so many threes. They live and die by the three. Mm-hmm. But if you can get an inside presence, and we saw in the tournament last year when Chase and Dooley were getting buckets inside, everything else opened up and Ragoni started hit shots. And that's how they won those first two games. They were able to, to score in so many ways. And then the Fairfield game, they struggled a lot inside. They turned the ball over a lot, and they lost. So now I feel like if Marfo can get you something going – inside it's going to make cam's life easier mm-hmm. it's going to make rich's life easier and it's going to make it hard for teams to play zone if you can get yeah. some option the problem with their whole offense this year is if you play zone against them they don't knock down shots they're it's very hard for them to score they struggle to score the basketball we've yeah. seen it over this past month in a bunch of games that when teams have played zone they haven't really scored the ball that well but if you can get an inside presence or somebody who can hit a free throw line jumper yes like it's it's gonna just like it's gonna change the entire look. You can't double cam on the outside if you have if he can just dump it in and somebody's gonna make a shot every single time. Yeah. So I think they gotta get some kind of inside presence because we know they're gonna have guys who can make shots. If somebody's gonna get hot at some point. They have too many shooters on the team for someone not to. Mm-hmm. But they gotta find someone who can get some easy baskets inside and take the load off of Cam and Rich scoring the ball every single time. Yeah. Do you, do you think? I know how I feel about this, but do you think Cam has taken too many threes and not attacked the ball, the basket enough this year at times? At, at times, I think the last couple games, since the 55-point game, I felt like he's taken a lot of contested jump shots that he probably didn't need to take. And, like, granted, he's shooting over 40% from three. So, yeah. honestly, any three he's yeah. taking yeah. isn't a bad shot. But, like, he's so athletic. He yeah. can get to the rim, especially when he's getting – like, the last few games we watch, every time he pump fakes, guys are yes. flying by him. Like, nobody wants to give him a shot. So if he can pump fake and just get one dribble to the rim and start drawing – I mean, he gets the line in a decent clip too. But if he can draw more fouls or just drive and dump the ball off or even just take it himself, I'm like, he's got to take at least 15 to 20 shots every game no yeah, matter what. For sure. But, like, if he can get into the lane a little bit more and maybe not settle on certain possessions, like – I'm fine with him taking like eight, nine threes. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. But if he can ball fake and a guy goes flying by him and he can get to the rim, like why not at this point? Like there's he can score in so many ways. There's no reason for him to settle for three-point shots every single time, even as well as he shot the ball from three. Yeah, that's, that's my thought too. I mean, last two games, I only have the two games up, but against St. Peter's on uh, last Friday, March 1st, he, he took 12 shots, which – I'd, I'd like him to get up to 15 yeah, to 18. Yeah, more than that. Um, he made 8 out of 12. Uh, super efficient game. He played well. Six of those 12 attempts were threes. And then on Sunday against Manhattan, where he really struggled, it was one of his worst games of the season, uh, he took 12 shots, eight of them were threes. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to see a little more attack to the rim 
I'm fine with them taking eight threes, but you've got to get seven to eight twos as well. Mm-hmm. I think that driving to the hoop is was such a key part of his game last year because he wasn't shooting the ball as well from deep, so he just had to drive to, to mm-hmm. the hoop and get to the rim. He'd draw contact, he'd get layups, he'd make tough layups. I think this year, because his shot's been falling so well from outside, which is obviously it's not a problem. It's a, it's a great problem to have, <laughs> yeah. but like he's starting to fall in love with it a little too much for, mm-hmm. for what is successful for this team. You got to get – I mean, they can't have – 60% of their shot attempts be threes. No, and that's what that's what it's been. They've been shooting yeah. way too many threes. And, like, and I know Baker said, and he said after games of press conference, like, he's fine with them taking those shots. But even he said after the last couple of games, he said, like, there were probably times where we could have gotten a better shot. Yeah. And he's not wrong. Like, I have – that's how basketball is going. It's going to the three-point shot. But, like, you don't have to take 30, 40 threes as a team to be successful. If you take 25 very good looks from three – that's fine, yeah. but they can get so many better looks. I was I was looking at something Logan that I thought was interesting, the Monmouth game, where they the last game that they won, mm-hmm. Cam did not have a good shooting night. He was just five for fifteen. He took nine threes, but he got to the rim. He shot thirteen free throws, yeah, and he hit difference. twelve of them. Yeah, and he finishes with twenty five points. And you're like, oh, Cam didn't really shoot that well. He was five for fifteen, but he got to the line. And like those don't show up in a box score when you see a guy's five for fifteen. You're like, oh, he wasn't really hitting his shots today, but he was just getting to the rim and drawing fouls. And so, at that game, and then you look at some of their other wins that they had against St. Peter's when he scores a thousand point, ten for twelve from the line. The game they lost to Canisius, but he had 30 points. He's 11 for 13 from the line. Like, he's making free throws, too. He is. If he can get to the rim a little bit more, it's going to make his life easier because now they they can't jump at you every time. And then because they don't jump at you every time, you get some open shots. So if he starts – his the pump his pump fake is unbelievable. Like, he is getting yeah. guys flying by him. If he starts getting to the rim, like, they're going to have to close out and they're not going to be able to just jump at him. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the benefit of him being such a good off the, on the – off the dribble player too because with Lugoni who's not as great off the dribble if you jump at him it's tough for him to get a shot there but with Cam like if they fly by him it's got to be one dribble and get even if it's just one dribble jump stop and whoever comes to help kick it to their man just something's got to change between instead of him shooting 10, 11 I mean he's taking 13, 16, 9, 8, 8 threes and of course, he's hit a ton of them. Yeah. But at the same time, he can get even more shots for himself and for his teammates if he just starts getting to the rim a little bit more. Yeah. As a team, it's kind of a telling step. Not that it's bad. Again, like the threes are, it's it's fine. They've been scoring the ball very well, but it's going to be tough to live by for the next three games, I think, as the game slows down and, and pressure gets higher. Mm-hmm. They've taken 863s this year. They've taken 756 twos. Jeez. They've taken oh, 104 more threes than two points, two point shot attempts. That's crazy. And as a team, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, so I guess we'll go pick this kind of game by game. We know the men's side a lot more than the women's side, so we can go game by game here. Um, let's go. First game is gonna be Marist St. Peter's, the eight nine game. Winner takes on Iona. Who you got? Revenge game for John Dunn. Hell yeah. Marist is gonna. Hell win. yeah, Marist is gonna blow him out. I don't think St. Peter's has anything for Maris this year. I think the biggest thing about Maris, John Dunn just gets those guys to yeah. defend. Yeah. Like, we were saying this earlier, and like I think Coach of the Year is going to be very interesting. Um, who wins it? There's so many candidates. Yeah. But John Dunn, man, wherever he goes, he gets those dudes to defend. Yeah. Like Maris locks now. They are St. Peter's from last year. Yeah. That's exactly and, what they're But they have more, I think they have more offensive talent, yeah. like Brian Parker and um, 
Funk. And Ryan Funk, yeah, they have some talent on offense. So yeah, yeah, I'll take Marisol. It might be like fifty to thirty-five final, but <laughs> yeah, it'll <laughs> like, be low scoring. That's fine. <laughs> it'll be low scoring. John Dunn basketball. Man. All right, so we got Maris moving on. All right, Manhattan Fairfield Thursday at seven. You want to take this one first? Yeah, so we we didn't see Fairfield at all this year. They came to Quinnipiac once during Christmas break. Neither of us went, and Quinnipiac didn't go to Fairfield, so we didn't go to see that. Haven't seen a ton of them without Tyler Nelson. I still like their big, Kasubabu. I still like Cruz, the freshman. They had a freshman on the uh, all-rookie team. Uh, what was his name? Feliz. Feliz, yeah. And... Um, I think that Sidney Johnson will get him at least one win. I think that Fairfield's going to beat Manhattan. All right, I'm going to take Manhattan in this game, and this might be some recency bias, but I thought Manhattan against Quinnipiac played fantastic on Sunday. Um, I really like Warren Williams, their big man. Yeah. I, he's, a, he's a monster. If anybody can match up yeah. with Kasivabu, yeah. it's him. That's true. And um, I just think Manhattan, like, they don't have – Without Polycap, who, who's he's out with the injury, they don't really have one guy who like they go to on offense, but they have like five or six guys that can like really yeah. score the ball. So I think in a game like that, you in a game in the tournament, you need balance. It's mm-hmm. exactly what we're talking about. With be I can need other guys to score. I think they have a bunch of guys who could step up. I, I think they can win this game. All right, so we're split on the Manhattan Fairfield game. Next, we've got the nine o'clock game on Thursday night. Monmouth Niagara winner takes on Quinnipiac. What you got? I'm taking Niagara. I know this is crazy, but I've been saying it all week. I think Marvin Prochet is. I thought he was going to be on the first team. I think he's one of the best players in the conference. Yeah. Like against Quinnipiac, the game at Quinnipiac, he went absolutely nuts. He scored like 15 points in a row at one point in the second half, and he's a matchup nightmare because he's big. He's like six seven with guard skills, but like he'll post you up too. And he's him and Cam ironically have kind of similar games in terms yeah. they hit the fadeaway jump shot off the post up. They both shoot the three well. I really, really like his game and I, I like how they have a lot of guys around them that can shoot the ball. Like they had a bunch of guys who knocked down shots. And I, I just think Niagara more so than Monmouth has like the offensive firepower if this game it's gonna probably be a high scoring game. I think that Niagara wins it. I I gotta agree with you. I mean Niagara March is the time when, a lot of the time when the best players can win you games. Mm-hmm. We've seen that time and time out, and I think Prochet is that guy for them. He's, he's one of the best players in the league. We saw him light up Quinnipiac in Hamden earlier this year. That's just a that's just a solid team. They kind of they've been good for a couple of years when they had Dukes and uh, and Scott the past few years. So they kind of know, they kind of know how to do this and I, I just give it give him the upset yeah I, I like the upset I really do I I really think he's one of the best players in the conference I was shocked when he didn't go first to me yeah. like his numbers this year he averaged 16 a game with 7.2 rebounds shot 43% from three like, and he's what six nine? Yeah, he's like six eight, six nine. Like that's a matchup nightmare. Yeah, that is a tough guard. The dude can play. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think I think they could. They that's why I think they could be a matchup problem for Quinnipiac. Yeah, for real. Yeah, for sure. All right, move back to the other side. Now we've got the Iona versus now Marist quarterfinal. Iona. This, this, this one's not a question. question. No, I mean Manhattan. I mean uh, Marist. They're just not going to be able to keep up with them. As good as they defend, the, Iona has three guys who have 
all been to the NCAA tournament every single year of their college career, mm-hmm. and they're not going to lose in the quarterfinal to some scrappy bunch of Marist. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. Iona has too much talent. They're too well coached and they have too much talent. Like, John Dunn's a great coach for Marist, but like, yeah. I will continue to say that, but they have way too much talent. The, yeah. the talent gap is just insane. Yeah. All right, and then moving down, the 9.30 game on Friday, Ryder-Siena. This is a fun matchup. I really – this is going to be a fun game to watch, I think. Yeah, what do you got? This is so tough. I think <laughs> it's going to sting for Ryder to lose their first game two years straight with all the talent they have on the roster. But you know all of Albany is going to be there for Siena on Friday night. You know that. Mm-hmm. I think Jalen Pickett is going to will his team to at least one win. He is, he is too good. I know he's a freshman. He is just too, too good. They still got Fisher, who's solid. Seymour, who's a shooter, made the all-rookie team as well. I'm going to give it to Sienna. I think the, the, hometown, the hometown crowd, combined with the freshman talent, the young coach who knows what he's doing, they could kind of be like a Quinnipiac of last year, get themselves a win. They're going on to the semis for me. I really like Sienna. I love Jalen Pickett. I, I honestly think Jalen Pickett was, other than Cam, he was the second-best player in the conference this yeah, year. Yeah, for sure. I think honestly, I've seen we've seen some draft boards. I sent Logan one the other week where he was at twenty seven on a draft board, which I thought was a little bit high. But like, yeah, this dude is actually like a legit like could go to the NBA talent. Yeah. But I I'm gonna go Ryder. I don't think they lose in the uh, again in the first round. I think they're gonna be vengeful from what they, what happened last year. And I just think really Sienna it comes down to like they're gonna go as far as Jalen Pickett takes him. And I think in a tournament setting, sometimes the best players do win you games. But, like, Ryder has a lot of talent. It's going to be tough for him to put up, like, a monster game where he's going to outplay Stevie Jordan, Domenico Vaughn, all those guys yeah. where they can they can outplay a Ryder team, even though they're going to have the home court advantage. I just really – I really think Ryder and Iona are the two most complete teams, which is ironic that they're going to meet in the semifinal most likely. But I, I really just don't think one – like, Sienna's one guy. I just – I don't see it happening. Okay. All right, so we're a little split here. Uh, moving to the other side, Canisius, you've got him taking on Manhattan. Yes, that's correct. What, what do you got? I got Canisius. I don't. I think yeah. Canisius is weird. Canisius got an easy draw here. Yeah, I think. without Isaiah Reese, they've been actually very, very good. They have, yeah. And Molson, you want first team? He's he can play. Um, I just I don't I didn't think that Canisius would lose to either one of those teams. I thought the Manhattan Fairfield matchup was like the two teams that I thought were the worst teams coming in at like that we're gonna have to play each other in the first round like I would have rather seen like Marist play Fairfield because then Manhattan and Marist on opposite sides like would have been yeah it would have been interesting but yeah. like I, I think Canisius rolls yeah no I have Canisius easily over Fairfield in this one uh, it's a cute story giving Sidney Johnson another win but I, it's it's Canisius is gonna win this one um, this might be one of the less least competitive games of the tournament honestly that or the Iona Marist, uh, those two games are probably not yeah. going to be super close. Uh, all right, so moving down, Quinnipiac. We've both got Niagara taking on Quinnipiac. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. I like. I I hate this matchup for Quinnipiac because like they they beat Niagara in Niagara. They lost them at home. I I don't like Niagara has a. There's nobody to guard Prochet like. Unless you put Cam on him, really, like, he's a little quick for Ragoni. He's yeah. too big for really anybody other than Ace. But this like, is the thing where Ace might have Ace to might play. have to play serious minutes. Like, yeah. he's he's too big for like Tyrese to guard him. Yeah, he's he's got like five inches on. Yeah, him. so mm-hmm. 
I think he provides a matchup nightmare, but I do think Quinnipiac is the better team. It's just going to come down to every game for Quinnipiac is, is are they going to shoot the three well? Like, that's what it comes down to. If they shoot over 35, like 32, 33% from three, they'll probably be fine based on how many threes they're going to take. Where we're expecting they're going to take at least 30. Yeah. I'll go Quinnipiac, but I think it's going to be a close one. Okay. Yeah, I think... Oof. Yeah, this is a tough one. I think Quinnipiac's going to figure it out. I don't think that they lose to, to Niagara twice. And they're they're not there's the season has been too positive for them to lose their first tournament game and just be done like that. And if they if they ended their season losing to Manhattan with a chance to get a share of the MAC title and then to Niagara in their first tournament game, that would be an extreme sour note on a really like positive year for the yeah, program. On the, yeah, exactly. Like one of the best years the program's had in a while. And yeah. For it to end like that would suck. I think they pull out. Yeah, I really do. I think they win too. I don't think they go down like that. All right. Moving on to the semis. Opposite side, we've got. You've got Iona Ryder. Who, mm-hmm. who do you have winning that one? That's a tough matchup. I got Iona. I, Iona, I think Iona is far and away the best team in the conference. I really, like. I know it's close, but like mm-hmm. they just have so much, so much talent between Ag Crawford and McGill, like those three guys. When you have three guys that like can be the guy on a team, it, it helps in tournament time, big time. Yeah, yeah for sure. I t- so I've got Iona Sienna. I think Sienna's way too young to get past this veteran Iona team that's been here. And I know the Times Union Center will be rocking on Sunday evening for that game. And everyone will be behind them, but Iona's just so damn good. They're all veterans, great coaching. They're just too good. They're just way too much. I'm going to put Iona in the championship. And then on the other side, we're going to get the rematch of last year's quarterfinal. Canisius, number two again. Quinnipiac, now number three. It's hard to beat a team three times in one year. I don't think Canisius is going to do it. I think if Quinnipiac makes it to the semis, they're going to find themselves in the final. Wow. I didn't see that coming from you. I really didn't see that <laughs> coming from you. Oof. I think... <laughs> the thing about it is, Canisius has beaten them twice this year, but the first time they beat them was with Isaiah Reese, and I think that's a completely different team. The way they play the game. Team. He was in, the, in that game, because I was at that game, that yep. was over break. He controlled the entire game. He had like 12 and 12, and he was just like, whatever he wanted to do, whether it was get an assist or get a bucket, he did it on every single possession. Yeah. I think it's a completely different team. So this is honestly only like the second time these teams are playing. And Quimpiak beat Canisius last year. That's going to be in their heads. I hate to go 1-2 for the final, but I think Canisius is going to beat Quinnipiac. I, I really hate this draw for Quinnipiac. Like, I hate to say that, but I hate this draw. I hate every team that they're going to have to play before they play the final. Like, I really do. I think they'll make it there if they if they get past Niagara, but I hate it. Like, man. Okay. So, finally, you've got Iona. You've got Quinnipiac. Iona, man. It's, like, <laughs> it's Iona. It's Iona. I, I hate to say it, but it's Iona. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Kanisha's just isn't deep enough to beat Iona. Iona's just 
It's just Iona, man. I don't. They know. won seven in a row. Like they, Iona, it was questionable for me. Like if you asked me three weeks ago who I thought the best team in the MAC was, I would say I have no idea. Yeah. But then over the last three weeks, Iona won seven in a row, and they won most of those games very easily. Yeah. And like they just look, they look so much better than everyone else. Like yeah. it was just like against Quinnipiac, they they were a completely different team. Like they went on a twenty four to twenty one to four run at one point in that game. Like. Yeah. I just don't think anyone has the firepower to beat them with all that experience. Is I just don't think it's happening. Yeah, I mean, I, same. I mean, they were five and six in the MAC. There were like two tiers of the MAC, and Iona was in the second tier for the first half of this, mm-hmm. up for the month of January. Basically, they were in the second tier, which is crazy because now it seems like they're far and away the top tier. But ah man, these guys like Ricky McGill, EJ Crawford, AG has been come out of nowhere for me to I think be one of the better players in the conference he had an argument for the first team as well Iona's just so good and the thing is is Iona played they played the tough last seven games too they beat Siena by five in Siena or the, um, first they beat Niagara by three at home dude Niagara can play man Niagara <laughs> is good um, they beat Siena by five in Siena they beat St. Peter's by 16 at home, but that was expected. They beat Quinnipiac at Quinnipiac by four, and that it was much more than a four-point game. Yeah. AG missed, like, five free throws in the yeah. final minute to make it interesting. Um, they beat Manhattan by 14 at, um, in Manhattan. They beat Canisius by seven at home, and then they beat Ryder by seven at Ryder. Yeah. Like it wasn't like they played it wasn't like they played St. Peter's twice, Maris twice, Fairfield and Manhattan to end the year. Like they played all the top teams and yeah. they beat all of them and they beat them pretty easily. Like Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be tough to beat Iona this weekend for sure. Um I think AG will probably win most outstanding player. I think this is his really? coming out party. I think AG is gonna go off. I've been a big AG guy ever since I don't know, since like mid January. I've been an AG guy. Like a week before they played Quinnipiac, yeah. he was like, oh, this kid's nasty. I told you, he was like, <laughs> who is this dude? Yeah, I've been on the AG bandwagon for like four or five weeks now, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay there. Uh, I'm going to go Ricky McGill, the senior. Like, yeah. I think if he has a decent if, – if they all have – the type of games they've been having, like from what, looking at some of these box scores, like him, Crawford, and AG all just seem to get like 18, 19, 20. Like, yeah. It's just that's what it looks like every week. Yeah. So – if it's all around there, I think Ricky McGill ends up winning it just because... Yeah, he'll hit big shots yeah. or something, yeah. But, all right. Well, I guess, I guess that's it. It's all been a uh, week, man. Brian sent in his picks, though. He did send in his picks. He sent in his picks. What did he say? He said, he said rider for men's. Kind of bold. I don't know if he knows they have to play Iona. And then <laughs> Quinnipiac for women's, so sticking with... Uh, We're going to hold them to that Basic one. pick there, but... Man, yeah. if Ryder upsets Iona, we're going to be looking real yeah. dumb as the basketball Oh, for guys. sure. Brian is, Brian is firmly a hockey guy, so if he, if he gets these picks right over us, that'd be a tough look, for sure. Um, but like I said, Brian will be back on the show starting tomorrow, and uh, we'll all be up in Albany, and uh, that's pretty much it. You got anything else? No, I'm good. I'm good. Let's get the let's you know what? Let's do that in action. I'll say it again. Let's do that in action. Alright, let's do it. We'll be back. We'll talk to you guys soon. It's good to be back. Have a good one.